You are listening to Just Another Podcast. Contact us directly at Just Another Podcast Live at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Podcast. I'm your boy Daryl. And I'm your boy Will. We're excited you guys are here. This is, by the time you're listening to this, this is month three of the podcast. Mm. We're in March. So excited. You guys are just rocking with us. And if you're just now getting here, definitely go back and listen to the past episodes. We got some good stuff there for you guys. Um, And I actually want to open today's show with a couple of shout outs. Um, And it's crazy because there there have been some people who have just shown us amazing support in this process. And so um, the day that we're recording this, we just dropped our NCCU homecoming episode and it's, it's been doing great. We've been having an amazing response on all platforms. And so I just wanted to shout out two people who just stuck out in my mind. Um, so shout out to Braylon Smith, one of our profiles who's continues to support us and reach out to us in this process and shout out to China McQueen. She went ham today, uh, tagging us. Um, and so she actually has a business. So y'all check her out on Instagram. It is Chanel Rentals LLC. Uh, that's C H A N E L R E N T A L S L L C. Her name is China with a Y McQueen. Um, and I just wanted to, to take the time just to shout them out because they supported us when they didn't have to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's amazing because so many times you'll find there were people who you would expect to support you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of, what are your thoughts? Have you seen that to be the case or what are your yeah, thoughts definitely. on that? Um, on those two, I definitely want to say a uh, major shout out to them. Braylon, like every other day, like I'm seeing it just another podcast, whether it's a um, repost or saying, you know, go check these guys out. And, you know, that's a brother that I just really appreciate for a number of reasons. And China is just like, you know, you know how sometimes in life you just have those people in your life that are just good people, Right. And like today, when we uh, dropped the episode, we said tag three people and she must have tagged at least like 30. Right. And yeah. I think you had uh, inboxed her to say thank you. And she was like, oh, my bad. I tagged too many people. It's like, no, tag some more. That's but true. I think it's I think it's interesting, too. Right. Because in life, you'll find that there are people that you would think are in your corner that you would just think would be automatic support. But come to find out, you know, whether it might be of a number of reasons, they might not really be there for you. And they might not really, um, your success might seem as a threat to them. So, I don't know. I just, like, I think, you know, the um, there's an old quote that I remember that says that, you know, when people tell you who they really are, believe them and don't try to change them uh, to who you want them to be. That's real. Um, I, I've noticed that too, man. I, I think, and I and I will acknowledge there's a number of reasons that people may not support you, right? Mm. Um, one one of the reasons is maybe they just don't flat out don't like you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they might not like you as a person. Um, they might not like what you stand for. Another reason they might not like what you're doing, right? And so they may support you as a person, but not like the content or the relationships you have or the business you started. Um, and then there are some people who maybe their personal issues are just so 
so relevant, like, like they're consumed in their mm-hmm. own thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they may just can't find the time because mm-hmm. they're wrapped up in their own stuff. And then there's, I feel like there's some people who just won't support anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think as a creator, I've been in this space for about four years now. It's, it's challenging because once you put yourself in a position where you're creating content and you're creating things for people, mm-hmm. there, there are people who will enjoy what you do and not, and not even acknowledge mm-hmm. how much they appreciate it. Definitely. You know, it's kind of similar to this. This is totally different. I don't know why I'm about to give this example. It's almost like how, how pastors talk about people who go to church for years and they never become a member mm. and they never give. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. But book bag, they come, they in line, they at the, the fish fry, they they're taken and taken and taken and never, and never kind of give back. Um, and so we definitely want to say we appreciate everybody who's listening because mm-hmm. we're not, we don't expect, we're not expecting you guys to turn backflips and cartwheels about what we do. Um, but the little thing, something as small as just listening. The little things matter. They mean a and, lot. And I think it's interesting too. So one of um, a really good friend of us, uh, the cool auntie, y'all check her out on uh, Instagram. She has a great podcast coming out. She's about to probably kill me for saying this, but she's just somebody that, you know, I highly respect. And like, I personally love as a friend, as a sister, and she's always held me down. And so this individual, she has so much passion and she has so much light to bring to the world. But oftentimes, you know, we have conversations about people like, sharing too much of your vision right and you know that's one thing that i really want to touch on today that you know sometimes when you're so passionate about something you have to protect it you have to be careful who you share that vision with because even though they might be people in your life who aren't necessarily there to hurt you or deter you because they've been in situations where they've been hurt or they've been in situations where things have not worked out for them in their attempt to save you or in their attempt to ensure that, you know, you don't fall the same path, they'll try to deter you away from what you want to do, right? And so we were just having a conversation today and she was just talking about all these different things that she's been aspiring for, all these different goals that she's had, all these different things that she's been working towards. But one of the biggest uh, supporters in her life told her, you know, you're probably moving a little bit too fast. And for her, that was really hurtful, right? Because it's like, this is a person that she looks up to. This is a person that she admires. This is a person that she wants this person to be proud of them, uh, proud of her, right? And so by you telling her that, oh, you know, maybe you need to slow down or maybe you need to, um, you know, not work on so many different things. And for as long as I've known this person, y'all, when I tell you she is a hustler, she's a bona fide hustler. And so I, I share that story to say that, you know, sometimes you have to be careful of who you share your dreams with, because those people that you might think on your circle might not necessarily be the right people to help foster and inform that dream. Daryl, what are your thoughts on that? I think I think that's a, a good point. Um, I think so many times, like you said, people use people will use their protection mechanisms or they'll kind of put those fears on you, right? Um, I know, for example, 
for me, when I was coming out of high school, I had so many people telling me I should go to barber school, mm. right? Um, and I kind of told that story earlier on in the in the, the season that I used to cut hair in high school. And I don't think those people who wanted that for me, I don't think they had any intentions on limiting what I could be or what I should do, mm. right? They were just putting prescribing their situation and what they would do onto my life. Mm. Right. Um, and so many times we get caught up taking conditions from our past and applying them to our future mm -hmm. when our future doesn't look like our past. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so you definitely got to be careful. I think sometimes it takes some kind of discernment sometimes mm. because sometimes even though it may hurt, sometimes the people may be right. Mm. Right. And so I think that's just the part of the journey of growing and, and taking risk and, and kind of becoming your own person is to be able to take that information in and really kind of digest, where is this information coming from? Is this person doing it for the right reason or the wrong reason? And regardless of where I, whether I agree, you got to got to take it in and, and kind of do with it what you will. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. That's dope. So, and so another thing I, I had, um, I had written down, I know one of, I seen this random quote and it said, you can't change the people that are around you, but you can change the people who are around you. Mm. Ooh. Say that one more time. You can't change the people around you. But you can change the people that are around you. Oof. Listen, I just want to encourage some people because I know for me, I've had a number of people in my life who served me at different times in my life. Mm. Right. Mm. So you guys know me and Will are super close. There are things that me and Will have experienced that I couldn't experience with other people in my life, mm. right? And so as you begin to go through the changes in your life and mm -hmm. elevate or take a different path, there is a reality that everybody who came with you can't go with you, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think that's probably one of the hardest things in life to realize mm. that every person in your life isn't meant for every season, mm. you know? Um, do you know, I, I know I heard, and this is probably a random quote. I don't even know the quote, but have you ever heard like Tyler Perry kind of talk about the tree? Mm -mm. So it was in one of his Medea plays and he kind of talked about how people in your life are similar to a tree. Okay. Um, and so some people are like leaves, right? Mm -hmm. They go wherever the wind blow. Mm. They come in one day, they blow away the next day. Mm. Right. Um, and then there's some people in your life who are like the branches of a tree. Right. They seem sturdy, but once you step out, step out on them, they break. Mm. Right. Um, but if you can find yourself a few roots that you can depend on, it'll take care of the whole tree. Right. Mm. And so sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we are expecting leaves and branches to be roots. Mm. Um, and it don't, and if you, if you think about a tree, there are so many leaves, 
in so many branches, but there are only a few roots. Mm. Um, and so we definitely got to work to find those people in our lives who can be those roots and give us that nourishment we need mm -hmm. um, to keep us strong, to keep us steady, to keep us balanced. And then we just have to live that everything else on this tree is going to change with the seasons. You know what that makes me think of? That, that makes me think of the notion of don't like not being afraid to distance yourself from certain groups or certain individuals. Right. And I came, I came across um, this ideology, you know, I mean, I've come across it a couple times in my life, but this past week, it really hit me. As many of you know, my, uh, my son, Ashton legend Anya was born. Um, he's officially six days old as we tape this episode um super super great baby i'm talking about like a1 baby like top-notch baby like we got the upgraded version all right i might i might just be a little bit hyped but it's funny the other day um his mom was um sleep she wanted to get some shut out so i grabbed him and we were downstairs um in my basement uh watching the game and as we were watching the game like i was just sitting down looking at him right like i just got done feeding him he was asleep I'm talking about my man's was knocked out. Looked like he got a nine to five in the mortgage. Like he was getting that good sleep. And I was just thinking to myself, like, yo, this is this is my new why, right? And we talk about that a lot. Like, you know, what is your why? Like, what is what is the reasoning behind doing what you're doing? And for a, for a very long time, you know, my why was, you know, wanting to create wealth for myself and my family, being ambitious and all these different um, other things. And all those, those things are still relevant, he's now my why and showing that he has a life that I wasn't uh, privy to is my why and showing that he's granted access to the different things that I'm just now, you know, entering in my life. It's my why. And the biggest thing that I got from that realization that, you know, everybody that, you know, has been in my life in different seasons, they don't necessarily need to move with me to this new season of my life. Right. And that's okay. And, that, and I'm not saying that that means, oh, you're cutting your people off, you're, um, you're being two-faced or anything like that. No, all I'm simply saying is, like, just because you might have been close to somebody in high school, just because you might have been close to somebody in college, just because you might have been close to somebody last year, doesn't necessarily mean that person fits into the new, um, into the new place where you're taking your life, right? And it's so interesting because, like, like, I mean, by now y'all know, like I am super financially uh, like uh, based, like I will talk, if you let me talk on, I will tell you everything there is to know about the stock market, cryptocurrency, everything. I mean, I, I get on Daryl's last nerves about investing, right? But as I was looking at Ashton the other day, all I could think of, all right, what, what type of long-term plays can I make, make, to make sure like he's financially free, right? And that's something that we talk about a lot because this notion comes up that, you know, what, like, so earlier this week, we had a conversation uh, with a few um, close friends about, you know, financial stability or financial wealth and what, what exactly does that mean? And there was, um, and which was, the conversation was interesting because, you know, I would, I would have thought that, you know, we would have been talking more about, you know, how do we build wealth? How do we create more generational wealth for our families? But for some odd reason, the conversation turned to all these 
toxic ideologies of what wealth was or what wealth is and how negative it, um, all these different aspects of it is. And I really found myself thinking that, wow, you know, we are so quick to blame all other forces, whether it might be the man or whether it might be our circumstance or my, whether it might be the past of why we can't build generational wealth for ourselves when, you know, I've never really thought to realize that a lot of the times the problem is us. So, Dale, I, I would love to get your perspective on that. Yeah, so I think it's definitely multi-layered. Um, I think one, one, one kind of quote I've heard is that, you know, if the devil can't stop you from being who God made you to be, he would just convince you not to believe it. Mm. Right. Um, and so I think that's one of the, the things that happen in so many, so many different people in our communities. And so that episode where we kind of talked about wealth and we kind of talked about money and kind of hinted on, um, I think the question I asked is happiness, the reason that most people aren't wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, I think so many people received it well, right? they kind of understood the concept. The answer to that question is, of course, no, right? Mm -hmm. um, there are so many other factors, but what it does is it kind of takes account. Our, our goal is to make sure that you're taking accountability for the things in your life you can change, mm -hmm. right? And so there has been so many levels of oppression for people of color in this country. There's been a long history of slavery. There's been systemic racism. And all of that is all well and good, right? Mm -hmm. um, but to live in the thought of that and not the reality of today, you can't make any progress, mm -hmm. right? And so I know for Will and I, we personally refuse to stay in poverty because we have a good reason to, mm. right? Just because the society, just because the economy, just because the government gives us great justification just because the statistics say we're more likely to go to jail than college mm. that doesn't mean that we're going to take that route mm. and so i think it's important for people to kind of ask themselves like what are the goals right mm -hmm. um and so as we kind of talk about wealth and we talk about even just the concept of having money and having things our goal is to empower people to do something they've never seen mm. right um, I think there are so many spaces for you to talk about history and where we've been as a people. And I think that's great. But as far as our space, our goal is to see how can we move our people forward and mm -hmm. how can we see things happen in our community that we haven't yet seen. You know, that brings up another interesting point, right? So um, a couple of days back, I was having a conversation with a friend about venture capital. Right. And so venture capital, for those of you who aren't familiar, are essentially um, institutional investors. Right. And so in simplest form is let's say Daryl has an idea of a great company idea, but he needs money. He needs the capital to be able to grow that uh, company. And so me being a, a VC or a venture capital, he would come to me and basically pitch his idea, show me his business plan and give me a projection for a five to 10 to 15, 20 year um, projections of earnings, right? And depending on how great the idea is, I would buy in and by buy in I mean I would invest X amount of dollars for X percentage in his company. 
And so as I was having this conversation with, um, with this friend of mine, uh, the first question she asked is, you know, like how, how does someone, you know, go about receiving this, um, um, these, uh, like meeting these VCs? I'm like, well, most ventures usually start with a family and friends round. And before I could even finish my sentence, she busted out laughing, right? Because uh, she, like the, the thought process of asking family or friends for X amount of money is so outrageous and so ridiculous that we like, we, we don't even, excuse me, we don't even take that step. Whereas, you know, the founders of Google, the founders of uh, Fiverr, the, the founders of um, Bumble, like they're going to their family and friends, pitching this idea to them and like they're getting $10,000. They're getting $5,000. Hell, they're getting $1,000. But the notion that, you know, for, to even go pitch an idea and ask for $10 might be too much, right? And so we're already hitting that hindrance before we can even get to where it is that we want, we, we want to get to, right? And it's this idea of, and again, like I don't want to sound like it's like everybody in your circle might be against you, but I think going back to Daryl's point was, you know, you can't change who is um, um, who was around. I believe the quote was who's around you, but you can change who is around you. And so, you know, one thing that I've, you know, I've made very clear in my life, again, I surround myself with people that I can learn from, right? One of my favorite quotes is, if you are the smartest person in your circle, then you don't, you're not in a circle, you're in a cage. I constantly want to educate myself. I constantly want to learn about new things. I constantly want to um, engage in something that I'm not familiar with, right? And so like, even on the topic of venture capital, a year ago, I barely knew what a VC was. But you know, through by the grace of God, through my new job, through different conversations I've had, through different connections that I've uh, made within my network and outside of my network, I have a great understanding of what it is now, right? And now I'm privy to a world where, frankly, a lot of people that look like me aren't in this space, right? And so what does that do? Number one, that allows me access into an area that has been shut away from us. But now that I'm in it, being able to learn in that area, now I can help bring that back to our community. Now I can help bring that back to um, our, um, like, our friend groups. And then this goes back to something we mentioned a couple episodes back. You know, we're so quick to have a birthday party. We're so quick to have a baby shower. We're so quick to have all these different things. Let's normalize having business parties. Let's normalize having idea parties. Let's normalize when a friend or a colleague comes up with a dope idea. We gather our resources together and ask them, how can we help? I remember um, not the current firm I'm at, but the previous firm I was at, I asked um, the CEO, actually, I was like, you know, how did you start your company? Um, and she was like, you know, honestly and truthfully, like I had just got to the point um, in my career where I just felt I can do this better than, um, I can do a better job of what uh, we were currently doing in my current company. So I gathered um, a couple of resources. I gathered some people who I was close with. I pitched the idea to a few friends and colleagues, put together a couple thousand dollars and started the company. And to me, and like at this point, the company has been going on for, I think this is the 13th or 14th year and it is thriving, right? But again, it goes back to that initial step 
of having those support systems, of having those support networks. Like nobody has ever like, yeah, we've heard the term self-made and that's all good and well, but nobody has ever made it to where they're at without the help of somebody else. Right. And so I think that's why it's so important. And for, for those people listening, I don't, I don't think it's unrealistic to say this, but you have to get comfortable with the fact that you're going to outgrow people, right? And so this isn't, well, I take that back. If you are okay with where you are and you don't plan to grow, you won't outgrow people, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you are one of those people, and this may only be a few people listening, where you want to have like transformational change in your mm -hmm. life, you're going to have to be willing to change. I, I heard a quote that said every, um, let me, let me, I don't even want to misquote it. It says every phase in your life requires a new version of you. Mm. Right. And so as you begin to open doors and look for opportunities it isn't fair to yourself to require change, to require growth of yourself and not of the circle around you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so this doesn't always mean removing people in your life, but it may mean positioning people in different places and having different expectations, mm -hmm. right? Because you're gonna need those friends. Like Will talked about people who can invest in each other and people who can put their money together and put their ideas together and put their time together and put their talents together those things are important and so when you kind of like take a second if you're listening to this and think about who are the five people who call you the most often mm. and ask yourself what value do they bring to my life mm. and how much do they take from my life mm. and sometimes we just have to 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 kind of take the time to really assess that. Um, Cause I think that's the key. That's the key to, to being able to move forward without being drained. Right. Mm. Dale, do you watch a show on the CW called all American? I haven't. Have you heard about it? I have. So for those of you who aren't familiar, all Americans are like, it's a, um, it's a show based on a real story about um, this, this football phenom in, um, Inglewood, California, that rolls to like um, rolls to the uh, NFL, but it walks it walks his life throughout. Um, it tells a story like from all the adversity that he had to face in order to get to that point. And so, in the most recent episodes, he got shot, right? And he got shot because he was protecting a friend. And um, you know, uh, after he got shot, like they were afraid about his eligibility excuse me, like, you know, if you're still going to be a great player and all these different things. And, you know, um, they, he did his rehab, all the tests came back positive. Everything was great, but like, it would be certain situations where like it would no, um, cause at all. Like his arm would just go limb, right. His arm would stop working and his girlfriend in the show, like recommended that he go see a therapist. And, you know, through conversations with his therapist, he, um, like, the therapist was like, you have a stuck point, and you need to figure out what that stuck point is. 
right? And so he was thinking that, oh, you know, my stuck point um, might be this situation or my stuck point might be that situation. But you know what's crazy, bro? In the end, he realized that his stuck point was his best friend. He oh, realized wow. that his, like, the person that was inhibiting him in order to reach his greatness was the person that he was closest to. Why? Because he was constantly trying to get her to stop trying to join a gang. He was constantly trying to get her to stop um, getting in and out of trouble. He constantly found himself like almost treating her like he was his child and not his best friend. And this person was just living life, you know, doing what you do in, in those different situations, never realizing that it was because of her actions that now her best friend could not reach that level of stardom that they always that he always dreamt about. And it took until a pivotal situation happened when he really had to tell her. And like, you know, it like it again, like this is this is the part, this is your ride or die. This is your partner. This is somebody that you consider family. And you have to tell this person that you're the reason why I'm not able to reach the levels of which I'm ready to like I want to reach. And so in just watching that episode, like it really made me think, uh, take stock of my life. And to that point, like, who do I talk to on a, on a regular basis? Who's calling and checking on me? Who's making sure I'm fine? Who is randomly texting me like, yo, Will, just thinking about you, um, you know, if you need anything, like hit me up, right? And who are the people that are expecting me to give them shout outs? Who are the people that are expecting me to, when something good in my life happens, to share with them, right? And so going back to your notion about the leaves, the branches, and the roots, like, who are those leaves that I am uh, perceiving to be branches and roots? Where really, all along, they've always been leaves, and they've always showed me that they're leaves. Right. And that's the thing. I think part of that analogy is sometimes you can get comfortable with leaves because occasionally in the right season, they can provide you shade. Mm. But well, you out here right... dropping gems today, ain't you? <laughs> hey, bro, if I was on Clubhouse, bro, <laughs> gems all day long. Um, but you you definitely, and, and, uh, and the flip side of that, okay? Mm -hmm. So we talk about there may be people in your life who may not be prepared for your next level. At the same time, you have to ask yourself, Am I allowing the people that I need into my life? Mm. Right. Because so many times we get caught up about who we should cut off, but there are some of us who are so afraid of who we can be, what God has called us to be, how big our dreams are. We will kind of close up. We won't allow people in and God may be sending people into your life that you're not connecting with. Mm. And sometimes it's because you're too focused on the wrong people and sometimes your mind is just too closed to let it happen, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so definitely, I like you hear the songs and the rap songs say no new friends. Mm -hmm. Be careful. Because there is, if, if you had everything that you needed today to get to where you were going to go, you probably would be there, right? And so on that journey, you're going to meet a person or two that are going to be able to provide you value. Um, and so you definitely have to be open to letting new people into your life. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. 
Hey, I'm I'm dropping gems all day. Boy, you are hit sound like a pastor on this good Sunday. Hey man, they used to say hey, they used to speak it over my life, man, when I was a kid. Maybe, maybe I get my life together, my calling to come back. God God call me back. Um, for real, for real. But definitely. So this has been the most, I think, as we've created this podcast, this week has been the most up and down. Because mm. we've seen levels of support that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. And we've also just seen like intentional like efforts to not support. Yeah. Right. And so it's just an interesting dynamic and it happens to everybody. Like everybody mm. has these feelings. Um, and you don't, I think one of the issues is expectations right mm. um and so sometimes we put expectations on people who are just not meant to live up to those expectations um and that's fine so so sometimes it's not always adjusting to people sometimes it's just adjusting your expectations um but overall i think this has been an amazing experience like this week today alone mm. dude just to see the amount of people who are who are kind of getting behind us um, I think what, what bothers, I know me, I'm not going to speak for both of us, but I know what bothers me is sometimes when you make it to the top of your mountain, you want those closest to you to be there, but usually it's the people that don't know you who cheering the loudest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's unfortunate that you can't share those moments with those people. But you know, to that notion, that's okay. That's Okay. Because like you said, like there's some people, and I think that goes back to the old notion that there's some people that are in your life for a season and there's some people that are in your life for a reason. Right. And it's like, you know, you might have had your season with the with those people. Like I just think about again, like one of the most the greatest accomplishment that I personally think that, you know, I've been able to be blessed with in my life is the birth of um our like my son, right? And I just like, as you were talking, I was just taking stock of who sent gifts, who called, who sent a text, who just hinted that, oh man, you know, just thinking about you. And you know, what's crazy, bro. Some of the people that I thought I was the closest to, I've not heard from in months. Like, and as you were just speaking, like, I was really thinking about that. Like some of the people that like, you know, 10, uh, five, hell, two years ago would have swore like, yo, this is my partner. Like if anything ever happens, like I got like, bro, they've not even shot me a text. Right. Yeah. And am I saying that I want gifts? No. Am I saying that I want you to post or do this? No. Like all I'm asking for is like, just do me the simple decency that you want me to do you in that situation. Right. And I think that's something a lot of our listeners probably also experience, right? Because as mm. we grow older, you know, people go, they separate. Like, I feel like adulthood shows you who your friends are, mm. right? When, especially when you mix that with a pandemic where you can't go to, um, I don't even remember what it was called at the house where people used to go eat wings or like Mm. you can't do special things on special days and happy hours and stuff like that. You start to really peel back and see like who's really 
in my corner. Mm. Um, and it's, it's definitely an interesting thing, right? Because when it comes to people will invest more energy and showing people that they know you than investing mm. in you, mm. you know, like there's going to be people at the end of the finish line who are proud to death, but still ain't hit the subscribe button. Mm. Right. That's just the reality of it. Um, and so I think for a lot of people, again, you just have to I just take that time to just really look at the people in your life. And this doesn't we're not saying go on Instagram and start blocking people. We're not saying be mad. Mm -hmm. I think my message is to adjust your expectations mm. um, and to make room in your life for the people that you need. Mm. And how you decide to make that room, I'll leave that up to you. Mm. But I think it's important to definitely make room. Mm. That's powerful. That's so how powerful. so how how has been a new father? I, I know it's been a lot of episodes we talked about, you know, leading up to fatherhood. How have you been enjoying it? Bro, it's the coolest thing ever, man. Like I just, I can't even put to, like, yo, I just love this kid. Like, I just find myself, like, just staring at him. Like, this is how I know, this is how you know you 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 love somebody, bro. Like, I'm excited to change his diapers. I'm talking about poop, pee, and all. Like, just, like, just seeing the joy, like, every once in a while, like, he'll just crack a smile. Or, like, every once in a while, like, he'll just be, like, so his new favorite thing to do is, like, um, and for new parents, um, this is one thing that's common, you know, to build their relationship with your child, you want to do skin-to-skin -skin contact, right? And so, like, his new favorite thing to do is, like, after he's eaten, after I birthed him, just lay on my chest and just go to sleep. And I just think it is the cutest thing. I'm talking about I have no more storage on my phone because I'm taking so many pictures, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I have found, one, I've gained so much respect and newfound respect for my partner because being able to bring a life into the world is no easy task. And I really want to emphasize that to all the women out there who've had babies, who are planning on having babies, for all the partners out there that, you know, you're supporting your partner, truly support them because that is a feat all on its own. That's a huge accomplishment. But yeah, man, to your point, bro, it's fun. Like, I was watching a game with him the other day. I was like, hey, son, that's LeBron, boy. That boy acting out. And, you know, like, I'm I'm having whole conversations with him whole while. He don't understand now two words I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about just looking at me like, daddy, what you talking about? But, like, it's just, oh, my God. Like, and then, like, I just find myself, like, that's my boy. That's my son. And it's just, it's just, it's so, like, Oh man, bro! Like I just I get excited just thinking about him. Like bro. I get excited just like just seeing him. Like it's so funny. Like me and his mom would be like, "All right, you, you didn't have about three hours. It's my turn." <laughs> Where it's funny because like you hear stories about like people be like, "Oh my God, this child driving me crazy." Just take him. Meanwhile, we over here like, "All right, you 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 can have him from like twelve to uh twelve to four thirty, but at four thirty he's mine." Like it is it's so exciting, bro. Like it's. It's it's utterly amazing. Y'all y'all better watch out, man. Once he can do tummy time, we're gonna have him doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah. So so funny story about that. So uh what day was it? I want to say it was Tuesday. And Ashley was like, I need to go take a nap. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I took his little bouncy thing and I put it in the gym while I was working out. 
And she came in there mad, y'all. She was like, why you got this door closed? You got all these fumes going. I'm like, chill. He got to he gotta be exposed to this. He, she was like, Will, he's four days old. I was like, it ain't too, it, never, it ain't never too early to start. But it, it, it's exciting, man. It's it's really exciting. That's what's up, y'all. And just to clarify, I think the the sleeping on the chest, I think that's Will's favorite thing. <laughs> Ashton just there for the ride. <laughs> it might be. It right. might be. And that's exciting, though, because I know, like, so many people, there are moments in your life like that where you just get that new, refreshing, like, you kind of talked about it earlier, like, you find a new why, mm. right? Mm. Um, and there's so many people who that moment might not be so clear for them. Like, have you ever had any moments where, like, you was struggling to figure out like what motivates me or like how do I find the motivation to kind of get what I'm trying to get done? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, the most recent thing I can think about was my dissertation, right? Um, you know, my writing is something that I've always like relatively struggled on. And of course, like, you know, over the years I've got tutoring, I've got help. Um, I mean, you name it, I've done it, but the idea of writing a, I think in totality, my dissertation might be almost 250 pages. And so the idea of writing that many like scholar, and it ain't like just like freehand writing. No, these are like a scholarly, like academic writing. So the idea of writing that terrified me. And from, I want to say it was late August to about early October. I was in a really dark space, bro. Like I was, you talk about self-doubt, imposter syndrome, not measuring up. I mean, you name it, I had it. And really, honestly, Ashton was the Ashton was the key to unblocking that, right? Because I made a decision. I was like, listen, like this kid is going to be here in three months. Ain't nothing I can do about that. I can't slow the process. I can't do a, re a redo. Like there's nothing I can do to stop him from coming in the next three months. And so I have three months to get my stuff together and, and you know, make this thing happen and literally, like, it went from, you know, finishing my interviews to coding my data to actually starting the writing process. And I remember the writing, bro, it was some days where I would spend hours, I'm talking about like three, four, five hours. And at the end, like, all I've written is like two and a half paragraphs, right? But in the last week since he's been born, I wrote two chapters, Right. And so I don't know if it's a combination of the will to, you know, um, to succeed or if it was the fact that, you know, he's here now and I want to like avail more time to hang out with him and spend with him or if it was just the motivation I needed to get that blockage out. But yeah, so to your question, I've definitely had those situations and I still have those situations. But when I do, like, um, I really just try to find ways to get myself out of that rut. Yeah. And I think I think that's what a lot of people kind of misconceive is that successful people don't have the same struggles. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I've known I've been in a lot like we talked about being in a library for hours and hours on end. There were some nights I've been in a library and accomplished nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I've literally I've literally sat in the library with tears in my eyes because I felt like I couldn't focus. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there. I'm like, God, what's wrong with me? 
Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to study this and my mind is like, nah, bro, I'm good on that. And so I think that's part of the process that a lot of people don't talk about, but you'll find yourself in those situations. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we try to do is like the biggest thing you can do. And we always say this is discipline and consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. So those moments where I was struggling in the library or will only wrote two paragraphs. Number one, you have to be disciplined enough to put yourself in a situation to succeed. Mm-hmm. Right. If I stop going to the library or will stop making time to write, he would have never gotten more done. Mm-hmm. Right. So discipline is a huge thing. And then just consistency. Like I feel like consistency is the answer mm-hmm. to so many problems in life that we have. Whether it's mentally, physically, like spiritually, like if think about if you prayed every day, every day, you will be closer to God. Mm -hmm. Like people ask themselves, like, how do I become closer to God? And I don't pray every day. I should. I should too. You know, but like if you ask yourself, like that's one thing I hear a lot of people say, I want a closer relationship with God. Mm -hmm. What if you read a scripture every day. Mm. Like, how could you not? Like, if you read 365 scriptures in 2021, how could you not be closer to God? Yeah. You know his word. Yeah. Right? If you say, I can't lose weight, and you say, I'm going to walk for 20 minutes every day. I ain't talking about when I feel like it every day how could you not start the process of losing mm-hmm. weight mm-hmm. um and so i encourage people like you have to be willing to be consistent and disciplined when it's not going well right because mm-hmm. when things are going you don't need discipline to do what's easy mm-hmm. like like when me and will was hooping at five o'clock in the morning it didn't take discipline we wanted to go hoop. Mm-hmm. You know, but when we was going to the library, we wasn't like excited. Like, Absolutely not. We weren't like, man, I can't wait to go to the library. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> like we talk about those things and we make them sound great, but man, mm-hmm. we dreaded those days. But we just knew that that was required to get us to that next level. Mm-hmm. What? Go ahead. I think that brings up a, a important, um, a important idea as well. Like. I don't want our listeners to think that we're perfect because we're the furthest thing from it. Like, yeah, we talk a lot about our successes. We talk a lot about, you know, all the different things that we've done in order in order to get to the places that we're at. But like a lot of those things came out of struggle. A lot of those things came out of bad decisions that we just had to turn the wheel on and make it a good decision. I think for me personally, um, one of the biggest things was my sophomore year at North Carolina Central. I, y'all, I was str- like throughout my K through 12 education, I've never been good at math. Math has never been my thing. I've always struggled with it. And so at Central, they had, um, I took um, pre-algebra, like, you know, made, made my way through it. It was cool. Done. Right after pre-algebra, I think the next class you have to take is uh, trigonometry. Y'all, when I tell you I struggled, I struggled. And so for a lot of y'all, I don't even know if this website is even still a thing, but there was a um, a website called Mathway. Clutch. And so um, essentially what Mathway is, 
um, it's a website that you just have to type in a, a formula or a question, uh, like a mathematical question, and it gives you the answer. And because for a lot of our online um, work, you didn't have to necessarily show your work, you just have to come up with the right answer. And so one day we're in the middle of a test and my stupid behind, I'm like, all right, bet I, I didn't study for the test because I was like, you know, I'm not good at math. I'm not going to waste my time. Like, I'm just going to waste my time studying anyway. So I think that that night before I was out partying or I was out hanging out with friends or something like I, like I just like I had pre uh, decided that I was going to cheat like. It wasn't like a spur of the moment situation. It wasn't like, oh man, like I no, like I had made the full conscious decision that I am going to cheat. And so, like an idiot, what I didn't realize was the professor could see everything that we were doing. So I'm talking about y'all, like I was in prime cheating mode. You hear me? I'm talking about even questions that I knew how to answer in math way. <laughs> oh copy and paste bam and like like it's it's a level of arrogance that you get to that even questions that you know the answers to you still just double check them just to be sure and so all i remember was like i'm so focused on cheating and i'm so focused um on getting this test done as quickly as i can all i remember is somebody walking up to me and tapping on my shoulder and you know People are childish. Everybody was like, oh, oh, you in trouble now? But I'm talking about, I felt my heart sink to my stomach. I turned around, it was my uh, professor. And like, he was this older Russian man. And he was like, get out of my class. Yo, I'm talking about, I went back to my room. Y'all, I cried. I prayed. I cried some more. I was I can't believe I embarrassed my mama like this. I'm about to get kicked out of school for... Uh, for um, lack of integrity, like I was going, it had got so bad there, I started packing my bags, right? And so my job, so full uh, disclosure, I'd only been in North Carolina now for like maybe a year. And like everybody in my family thought it was a bad idea going down there. I didn't know anybody. They said I was trying to get away from the family. And so I was proving them right. Like I started <laughs> packing my bags and something, and like, I just happened to have a conversation with my RA about it. And like, he was just bugging. He thought it was the funniest thing. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, my life is crumbling. Like my life is ending. He was like, yo, just email your professor and ask to meet with him. So I was like, you know, what I got to lose. And so I emailed my professor and like, he, he was like, sure, I'll be in my office at 5 uh, p.m. today, come through. So whole time, like I'm over here having a praise break, thanking God. I'm over here like trying to come up with my script of how I'm about to explain myself. And you know, when I got there, I just told him I was like, honestly and truthfully, I just don't get this stuff. Like it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. I don't get it. He was like, Have you tried studying? I was like, What's the point? Like, I don't understand it. And so he actually connected me with another student, my boy Malcolm. Um, and he was like, yo, this is somebody that has been struggling with this too. Like this, this work is not easy. Like a lot of students actually struggle with it, but you know, if you're willing to put in the work, like you'll be fine. And he was like, listen, I get it. Like I was in your shoes before, you know, I've cheated before I've been in situations where I try to take the easy way out. And Dale, I kid you not me and my boy Malcolm for the rest of that semester, you would have thought like we were getting paid to study. Like on the weekends, we put in like 15 hours. It was it was some nights we didn't even go to sleep. And I remember for the final test, 
the top three the the top uh three grades were a 97 a 95 and a 92.3 every the average and so this is pivotal because the average grade in that class was a 72.2 do you know that me and my boy malcolm he got the 97.5 and i got the um the 95.2 and just to share like yo when i tell you like because that professor gave me a second chance because he encouraged me that you know if you really want something out of life you can do it and you can make it happen like that to me like like going back to what i was talking earlier about what's your um what's your blocking point me not having the uh um the the confidence in myself that i could do this me not believing that you know if i actually put in the work like i could gain some fruit out of it and him like giving me a second chance, allow me a chance to prove myself. Yo, like getting that 95.2 on grade in, in on that test, bro. Like I just I can't I can't put in words how that changed my entire academic trajectory. Yeah. Now was that doc- it wasn't Dr. A, was it? It was Dr. A. Bro. It was Dr. A. We gotta find this man, bro. Listen. That is the same man who told me I was too smart to major in psychology. Mm. The reason I got on a full ride at Central. Mm. That man, I, God was using that man. Wordy, God, listen, Doctor A. I don't even I'm know talking about Doctor A should have failed me. I was cheating, y'all, bro. I literally, I literally might pull up my transcript and see if I can email this man and just be like, yo. You was just a math teacher, bro. But you was changing lives on the low. Listen, you were a true change agent. That's fire, bro. I'm going to tell my story. I ain't going to let you go down as the only cheater. So I'm going to tell y'all my story about the first time I got caught cheating ever. So I was in eighth grade. Rest in peace, Miss Bunton. So (laughs) I was in eighth grade, bro. English class. She was a Delta too. Shout out to the Deltas. Bro. I ain't never got caught. Listen, I got caught bent over. I had a little piece of paper in my book, bro. And I don't even think I was reading it. I think I was looking for the paper. Bro, when I tell you, I'm like looking. I got my little sheet. I'm trying to get it right. This lady must have had the softest feet <laughs> in North Carolina. When I sat back up, she was standing over me like the sun on the back of your neck <laughs> on a hot day in Texas, man. So, of course, it was a black teacher, too. So she had a proof of point, too. Get out. I can't believe you. So <laughs> I went. I went, So I got sent to the principal office, right? Principal, black man. Shout out to him. Dr. Williamson. Rest in peace. He passed away, too. But and bro, all your teachers to pass away. Bruh, it might, I don't even want to speak on it. It's sad though. Go, go a lot of them store. have, a lot of them have. So I went in, I was going to his office. So I got my game strategy. I was like, when I get in there, I'm going to cry. I was <laughs> 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 like, yo, see all y'all, all y'all listeners out there, man, y'all be trying to be tough, bro. I be trying to get stuff done. So I get in there. Well, I started crying. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm so, 
I just want to do good. I just want to go to college. <laughs> I was thinking everything I could. I was crying so hard, y'all, that I got sad for real. <laughs> I was sad for real, for real. And same story, bro. He like, you know, I done cheated before. So shot. So we don't condone cheating. Let me let me first say that. But there's some people in some pretty high places that has had the same experiences. So I heard I heard somebody say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Listen. So don't we don't we don't condone and we talking about we ain't talking about relationships. We talking about talk about academics for <laughs> academics people. I know y'all like to take sound bites and room with them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, people and it's so it's kind of like it's like those people in our lives provided that grace, right? Mm-hmm. Where they could have they could have dropped that hammer on on us and just gave up, but they saw something in us. You know what I'm mm. saying? Even something that we didn't see. Mm. Um, and so you need people like those are roots, man. Mm-hmm. Those are people who are giving you something you're going to live with the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had experiences with people in college. I can't even remember their names. Mm. I met so many people, you know what I'm saying? But it's like those moments like that live with you for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just shout out to all the people who are, truly roots for people yeah like you're truly like your your being your presence on earth truly makes a difference for the lives of the people that you're in definitely Um, it's it's an amazing thing it's an amazing thing and there's few people um that you and it only takes a few Mm -hmm. right and i think that's where we get messed up and we get frustrated like you guys Mm -hmm. heard us talk about people earlier today you get frustrated because you expect everybody in your life to hold you down mm-hmm. and be your roots. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Um, and so just, you got to respect the leaves, respect the branches and praise God for the roots that you do find. Cherish those roots. Cherish those roots. That made me think of respect your roots, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, you got you got to cherish the people that are close to you and people that like care about you, right? You know, um, there's this old like, and this is the last thing I just want to share before we uh we close off. But there's this old story about there was this king, and this king had four wives, and the king found out that you know he was dying, and he went to his first wife, who was the um the beautiful, ambitious one. And he was like, you know, I've loved you and all I want for you to do is come and die with me. And the wife said, you know, I love you, but I can't do that. So he went to his second wife who, you know, he paid a little bit less attention to, but like she was the one that was the ambition. She was the one that was, you know, driven. She was the one that was starting businesses and different things. And he was like, you know, I've loved you for, you know, the entirety of my life. All I want for you to do is come with me to the afterlife. And that wife was like, you know, I love you, but I can't do that. So he went to his third wife and his third wife is the one that had always been around. You know, his third wife um, was the one that, you know, would encourage him, you know, would do all these things for him. And he said, you know, all I want, like I've loved you, all I've ever wanted is for you to come with me to the afterlife. And the third wife was like, I love you. I care about you as bad as I want to do that. I can't do that. 
And on his dying bed, like literally as he was beating his last breath, his his fourth wife, the one that he never really paid much attention to, the one that he never really cared about, the one that he never really loved um, and showed as much admiration was like, I will follow you to the afterlife. And the whole message behind that, uh, that, that um that little story was that first wife that was his worldly possessions that was his cars that was his homes that was his investments when you die you can't take those things with you his uh second wife that's those were his friends those were the people that were around him those were the people that you know he helped grind with and like they had all this ambition when you die you can't take those things with you his third wife that was his family those are, you know, the people that have been with him for the entirety of his life. But when you die, your family can't die with you. But his fourth wife, the one that, you know, he had never really paid attention to, the one that, you know, had always been there for him in the background, had always cheered him on, had always loved him. That was his soul, right? And so, like, that was the only thing he was able to take with him to the afterlife. And so, in hearing that story, like, I get chills every time. I, you know, I say it or like I, I, I re-see something that um, that talks about it. And, you know, the, the lesson I, I get from that is like, you know, the, the decisions that you're making today, the choices that you're making today, how are they going to impact the world? How are they going to impact the people around you? And, you know, when you do meet your maker, whether, whether you know, whatever you believe in, whether you're a Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, when you meet your maker, who's going to, wh- what are you going to be able to bring with you? And so to that, I just, you know, I, I just want to continuously thank everybody for supporting us. We have some great things planned. We have some amazing um, guests that we're going to be bringing on in the future. But always remember, before you take care of anybody, you need to take care of yourself. Before you take out uh, time and passion to pour into others, you need to make sure that your cup is full. Yeah, man. Just like, just like on an airplane, man. When it, when those masks fall, they always say, "Put your mask on first, right?" Because mm-hmm. if you're empty, and that's what happens, is you 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 find yourself in that position where you're consistently pouring into people, but if you let yourself run dry, you won't make it, and they won't make it either. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, just take that time to to pour into yourself. Get yourself, like we said, every every phase of your life deserves a new version of you. Um, so make yourself your best self. Evaluate the people in your circle um, and do what's best for you, right? Because at the end of the day, I think that's one thing the pandemic has done a really good job of, mm-hmm. right? And this mode of isolation, it has really shown us who's in our corner for real, for real. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... Y'all can continue to take care of yourselves. Stay connected with us. We got a lot of things coming your way. Um, we we appreciate everybody. Make sure you like us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, leave a review. Um, and we'll continue to appreciate the love and support. Um, and hopefully by now you guys definitely realize this is more than just another podcast. So until next time, peace. This podcast was brought to you by Optical Illusions Photography and Media. Let us capture your best moments in the perfect way.